your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. It's the summer. It's Friday. Kyle and I are finally hitting the road with our Locked On road trip. And what better place to start than the team that took away our championship title, and that is the Vegas Golden Knights. Tony Cordasco from Locked On VGK is joining us on this crossover Locked On road trip episode Every day, I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. And yes, this is our initial Summer Friday crossover road trip episode. And uh, like I said in the beginning, Tony Cordasco from Locked On Vegas Golden Knights is with us today. Tony, thank you for joining us here. I'm sure you're doing uh, tons of press because of... We have uh, between us the last two Stanley Cups, man. Yes. No one else could say that. Okay. No, no. I, we, I figured this is where we had to start. You know, the, the, it was it was us. Now it's you. It, this is this is you know poetry right here. So come on, guys. I, you never thought the PGK would win uh, the Stanley Cup this soon. You I know didn't. what? I didn't. You. Every time we've spoken, well, you know how negative I am. <laughs> I know, but like as it was going on, it was just like they, they are the better team than all these teams that they're playing. No, that doesn't they necessarily lucky. mean <laughs> they were lucky. Why. There's so much right. luck. As soon as Boston went out, I go, This this club has a chance to win the cup. People well, were yeah, quoting I mean, me as saying, that. Oh, this is a team of destiny. I said, I hate to say it, but this is a team of destiny. And then my quotes like everywhere. Like, but yeah, I mean, what you're saying is true. Like, yeah, there is some luck involved, some? but the luck, they are the better team. They're, they were better than the Panthers. You know what I mean? That, that is just and the finale. Yeah. And the, the finale. Right, right. Well, things could have turned out so much differently, though. Right, guys? Because it came down to the final night of the regular season. Mm. If VGK loses, then Edmonton gets the top seed in the Pacific and in the West. Think about that. Well, and, and then, then you have the a East. different matchup, right? It, like it, they could have been playing the Kings and who knows how things would have played out from that but, point. And then there's saying, so even, much even, luck involved. Even so in the much. East, you're, you had the Panthers get in because uh, Pittsburgh couldn't beat Chicago. That's insane, so, right? It's just that that's just the beauty of the NHL and the playoffs is, you know, you could do that again. You could play that last week of the season again and it's all different. So it's uh it is what it is. And uh, yeah, th- and uh, you know what? In yesterday's episode, there was someone in the comments who uh, I can't remember exactly what they said. They're like, oh, God, you guys are doing a crossover with Vegas. I don't want to hear about that gloating. And I was just like, wait, just just <laughs> listen to Tony. <laughs> because yeah, I don't gloat about anything. Man. <laughs> he is not. I have a stupid playoff beer, but that was for the Rangers. And yeah. <laughs> See, he's a Ranger fan, and he's yeah, the, but you do live in Vegas. You do For have sure. your your finger on the pulse of the sports over there. Um, you know the how how it how is the the city celebrating since the the cup win? You know, it's terrific. It really is. It's exciting. It's so much fun. The fans are just bananas about the team. Uh, it's it's just been great, and 
you know, since I'm not like a fanboy media member, I didn't go like and get a press area seat or whatever or take a selfie at the final rally. But I did go as a Las Vegas. I wanted to go to the parade. I went to the parade and I took a picture. I was taking a photo of Jonathan Marcheseau and stinking. I call him Vegas Bjorn still. William Carlson, the drunkest guy on the planet, falls on stage. He jumps into the photo. I'm going, no, Vegas Bjorn, get out of my picture. And he just kept jumping in. So I posted yeah. a photo and there's him and Marsha. So I'm like, get out of my picture, you drunken dude. <laughs> but it's it's been terrific. It really yeah. is. It's one of the highlights, I think. Uh, so I, I've gone to every championship parade that this city has ever had. Starting That's with true. 1990, running Rebel National Championship team. Oh, you're going back that to that. Pro- wow. Well, yeah, because yeah. I was part of the broadcast team back then. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I went to that parade. Uh, the Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA, they won the title last summer. And so I went to that parade. And I couldn't miss the Vegas Golden Knights parade. And it was it was terrific. The entire city, everyone, I think the, the best part here is that people didn't want to overturn cars or trash anything because nice. 90% of the fans that go to games are locals, right? We're not going to ruin our city. And then everyone was pretty much well-behaved except for William Carlson at the <laughs> final rally. I mean, it was it was terrific. There were a couple of fights, but people were out in 100-plus degree heat, and they, they were out there for three, four hours. And things are going to get the tempers are going to get a a little hot there, too. So, Mm -hmm. no, but it's been great. And wherever you go, obviously, there's all sorts of, you know, shirts and hats and people that are fans. And like, it's just great to see an entire community come together to support the team. I think I think that that's the best part of it, to be honest with you. And as a as a Vegas fan, what is the overall takeaway from the fan base after, you know, hitting the league? and having that immediate success, almost getting all the way, and right in the initial get-go for the team, is this win more of a, like a check of, this is the proof of concept? Like, it, Vegas has been like the, you know, everybody likes to take their little shots at them because they play with the LTIR. They oversign. Like, is this a proof of concept verif- validation, or is this more of a, we belong in that upper echelon of of hockey like we thought initially because there was an up and down since they arrived in the league is this more validation of their place in the nhl or just how they operate in vegas which is usually the point of ridicule yeah i think it's a combination of both to be quite honest with you i think uh that bill foley fulfilled his prophecy I I can't believe that he said cup and six, you know, know. and everyone was like, you're out of your mind. You've lost your scruples. You've never owned an NHL team. And now you're telling us you're going to win. They came out of the shoot early season one. They kept their core group together. You got to give them credit for that. Um, And then a lot of things, again, just fell into place. And, um, you know, the, the time that I thought that things really started to come together was right after the all-star game. And they went 29, 18, and 4 uh, after the All-Star game. Uh, and they, they just started to play much better hockey. Um, they had gone in losing what? I think it was 8 of 10. And they had lost five, of, five in a row. And they just kind of came back after that with a sort of a purpose. And from that point forward, they started to play for each other. They started to block a lot of shots and forecheck and 
I've got to hand it. You know what? I have to give so much credit to Bruce Cassidy. He mm -hmm. is the best coach I've seen. Well, here, obviously, but he might be one of the best coaches in the league. And I think that I have to believe that Boston just got tired of him because he's a pretty intense guy, I guess, behind the bench. And he gets upset about a lot of little things. And uh, but I, I got to tell you what he's done for this club. And for this community is, is second to none. I, I just think he's a great coach. And I, I don't know. His voice is going to wear down on the, the team and everyone here at some point, And mm -hmm. he'll get fired like the previous two coaches. I mean, <laughs> we're looking forward to that. <laughs> we, have a, we have a year and a half uh, now more total over under. Yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. make it through that. Uh, but, but his system is great. Um, and he just got this team. I told you, this is, I, I've told you guys before, right? This was a finesse team. They were so soft. I'm like, there's no way they could win in the playoffs. They're too soft. Now they're checking people. Uh, you've got Petrangelo slashing people. Like, this was yeah. a much different yeah. team. This was a different team, right? Like, than, than we've seen in the past. And uh, again, I have to give credit. Obviously, uh, Kelly McCrimmon put together a very good roster. Obviously, uh, they, as we like to say here in Vegas, they cook the books a lot, right? They cheat mm -hmm. a little bit with LTIR and all that. And then, you know, at the end of the day, though, they are Stanley Cup champions, which is really hard to believe. But I think it's a combination of, again, you know, them fulfilling that prophecy. And then also, you know, a team now that I think can stay near the top here yeah. in the Stanley Cup uh, finals. Uh, they make it back again. You know, they make it to the conference finals just about every year, like, what a great story. I mean, yeah. truly. Now, I want to, I want to, I think I know the answer to this. I just no, want to hear the answer. No, I, no, it's just, I want to hear the Cordasco take on it. Uh, <laughs> All right, Chris. Coincidence that, that Mark Stone just happened to be okay. Just in such a coincidence. And, and <laughs> another coincidence was, yeah. hey, they did an investigation and yeah. some team just went to the NHL and said, you got to look into this. They had a hard investigation. I think it was Vegas style. You know, these referees, man, when they come here, they stay in the best suites ever. Mm. They're going to the spa. Like, mm -hmm. Bill Foley's got them. I'm telling you, this whole thing here, it's so rigged. Yeah. It's yeah. rigged. <laughs> they, uh, they they go, they get, like, front row seats, that sphere that's out there now. Oh, my it, goodness. It, is yeah. that something else? Holy like, everyone Lord, said that man. that was going to be a bust, and that's turned oh out to God. be amazing. I was going to go down there to the strip. The other night, but I was like, ah, I don't want to fight the traffic and the people. But I w did have an opportunity uh, to tour because I'm in the event business, the inside of the sphere a couple of months ago. Really? That is magnificent. It's wow. going to be something else. It really is. I mean, it True. already is just from I the mean, things like uh, on my timeline. Right. On July the 4th. Yeah. Some fat people drinking beer. You usually get uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the videos are of the fireworks in the city. Yeah. Uh, instead. There were more sphere videos than I have ever oh, seen. Like uh, they they overshadowed the stinking fireworks here. Yeah, and William Carlson falling on stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be on the sphere. Put put William Carlson <laughs> plaster that right on the sphere. That'd be great. Right? Um, all right, let's hear from FanDuel, and then uh, we're gonna get into how it's been going for Vegas so far in the off season. Uh, but first. FanDuel, and you can take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel, and you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. 
That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. And that's win or lose. $200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. And Tony, since we started recording, it is now 12 to nothing. Baltimore over the Yankees. Over my Yankees. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thanks for welcoming uh, to the show. All on it. Yes, all on it. You that. know, one other thing about FanDuel, it's really safe. And, of course, you could get your bets returned immediately. Absolutely. Here in Vegas, I still go the old-fashioned way, and I go to the sports book, and I bet on a couple of races, but I left my stinking tickets in the car in 110-degree heat, and they're faded, and we can't even get a coat off of there. So go to FanDuel. Oh, my God. Horrible. Were, were they good? Good cash? No, in? they were two dollars exact. Is it paid like two dollars and forty cents? That's me. I'll give you uh, my my grandfather, who was big into horses, gave me a tip when I was a kid. He said, "Always bet the white horses. They just always seem to win. Always bet a horse with that that is named after God or Jesus in some some form. I'm and always watch down. the horses. And if if they're, when they're walking around, if they take crap." bet that one because he's lighter and if you get all three of those bet the more money okay there you go so that's that's for uh, that's how i do my betting uh yeah sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to 200 dollars in bonus bets that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel is the official partner of major league baseball and uh i want to bring this up quick too tony it is over on uh fanduel the the odds for next year they have um the apps are favored are right favored yeah, yeah which is kind of a little surprising to me and vegas is like sixth or seventh or something i can bring it up well real quick, but talk um, about the hangover right after mm-hmm. winning the cup what was it like obviously you had the injury plague season and everything and landis going down and a yeah. lot of things you know that you couldn't foresee but is there such a thing as that hangover? I think the Vegas fans truly want to understand that. I think a little bit more. What do you think, Kyle? I, I honestly think there is a little bit of truth to that because you are having that you're waiting for, and you Vegas is introducing the new tradition of getting the names engraved on the cup before everyone's day with the cup. Which, why haven't we been doing that forever? It, it, it sounds so simple. Yeah. Why in the world did they I, I do just that didn't before? Think I didn't allow to do it. On? Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. it, it, you And you have those, everybody has their special day with the cup, but you have 31 other teams that are just as hungry for what you're waiting on. And while mm-hmm. you're celebrating, everybody else is getting better. So it's kind of a, it works both ways. You're, you're continuing to celebrate and Colorado ran into that. It was every day you pulled up social media, your favorite player had their day with the cup and it was something special, but you're also seeing, Everybody else training, getting better, putting their teams together and formulating. So it's it's a little bit of both. And it's something that Vegas needs to look out for. Yes, enjoy that Stanley Cup, but everybody's also getting better. And you can see that going into this offseason. Like Chris mentioned on FanDuel, like the Avs are the favorites right now. And you can see what they've been doing in the offseason before Vegas has even had their day with the Cup. Yeah, right. And, and one of the key ingredients, if I can, yeah. uh, that helped VGK to win the cup this uh, past season was that a year ago when they got knocked out of the playoffs, that wasn't the worst thing that could happen because they, we had everything kind of backed up. The uh, seasons that were extended, you had all the pandemic breaks, you had so many different things happening, mm-hmm. uh, the bubble, everything. Right. 
And so they're playing hockey and they don't have time to recover over the summer. And so by falling out, by dropping out and not making the playoffs early, they were able to sort of reset and then come back and work out and get themselves right, you know, for this season. I think I truly do believe that that was a key component uh, to them winning the Stanley Cup was having that extra time uh, to go back and then, you know, work out more, come together, uh, revitalize yourself. And again, you had a longer window in the summer uh, to take care of yourself and get better. And when the expectation is to go pretty far and you don't even make the playoffs, you're watching those kind of angry. And yeah, like, so you do, you kind of just get into that mode earlier, but for the avalanche, um, I don't think like the, the hangover doesn't start right away. Like when, when the season starts, you're amped up, you're ready to go. You're ready to defend that title. And then as the wear and tear of the season starts to like kind of show up, maybe it just gets in your head. Like, man, like, we, no, remember we don't have to, we takes. won this already. We don't have to win it again. We well, did not this only already. that. I mean, I mean I, but, but you just like, man, we remember what it was like to that grueling season that we had to do. Like we got to do that again. And sometimes, yeah, maybe it gives you a little bit of a hangover, but for, for Vegas so far this off season, we've had our draft, we've had, you know, free agency is still open. Um, but the, the, the big names are off the board. What was the expectation as far as free agents go for Vegas? What did they have cap wise? I don't think really much. And it doesn't what have they, they done? <laughs> it doesn't, they have, there is no cap. There's no cap here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just get that I straight. There, I yeah. think, you know, there are two key players that they really wanted to keep were Aiden Hill, uh, the goaltender mm-hmm. who just played out of his mind. And uh, he replaces Laurent Brossois. Talk about luck, replaces Brossois who goes down in game three of the Edmonton series. And then they ride him the rest of the way to a Stanley cup championship was just insane. Right. I mean, again, this is like so many things have to go right for you to be a champion. I think at any level. So they want to keep Aiden Hill and they want to, I've got a new favorite player on this team. It's not William Carlson. um, And it's Ivan Barbashev, Ivan Barbashev. So, I think, you know, when we last spoke, I I was telling you guys that Jack Eichel didn't have anyone on that top line that could play with him and his pace, right, and his speed, and they couldn't have these most amazing passes that he would get to players, and they couldn't finish. So they finally found Marcia So there on the top line. Okay, they're going okay. Stone on that top line just didn't work. And then, of course, at the trade deadline, they bring in Ivan Barbashev, who Kelly McCrimmon said that they had scouts look at him. I think it was 35 times, 35 separate times they went and watched him to see. And they knew that he was some sort of a piece that could help them. Previous cup winner, one with St. Louis. And he turned out to be an unbelievable player. And the chemistry that just unfolded on that top line mm-hmm. was just <laughs> remarkable. And so last summer, uh, Cassidy met with Jack Eichel in Cape Cod and said, hey, you need to be a better two-way player. Eichel defensively this year was just unbelievable. I mean, just mm-hmm. if you watch him, he was a different player. He played on both ends. I'd like him to be more selfish and let his slap shots go a little bit more uh, from the left side right there in the circle. But he just became a better team player. But Barbashev was an absolutely uh, – he was a missing piece for this team. And I'm glad that he's back. So they had to get rid of Riley Smith. So he's traded to uh, Pittsburgh, of course. 
Riley Smith, great in the community, working on his softball event coming up here in three weeks cool. here in Las Vegas. And just a super, super guy. The fans are really bummed about. They did a good job. So uh, they get rid of him half an hour later. I'm like, sob, 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 because I love the guy. And then a half an hour later, it's like, oh, we just uh, extended Ivan Barbashev. And yeah. so Barbashev, uh, now you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, this all makes sense. And so that kind of cooled off uh, the fans. But those are the two key players that they're bringing back. And now they're going to have to uh, figure out how to uh, replace Riley Smith. I think William Carlson line now, his line becomes the third line. And I think for Riley Smith, we're looking at either Paul Cotter or Pavel Dorofeyev. Either one of those two uh, players, I think, will be there. Uh, Cotter had, uh, I think, 13 goals this past season and uh, nine points for Dorofeyev, I think, while he was up in 18 games. And so, yeah, and so, like, it's going to be a battle for that position. They've got everyone back. Logan Thompson is back. I just think, you know, again, like, Chris, if they paid Shaggy five times more than you, I think you'd be a little pissed off. And so that's what's happened. Like, Logan Thompson now still on his rookie deal. Yeah. And now you've got Aiden Hill making $5 million a year. Yeah. And so I think there could be some friction and be a good competition, but let's see how it shakes out. And then Laurent Brossois, uh left, and he is now with Winnipeg. Uh, they signed him as a free agent. And Jonathan Quick is now a backup in New York with the New York Rangers. So okay. I, I think things turned out pretty well, uh, you know, uh, for the VGK. And hopefully they're able to compete and come back and not be as hungover as they were <laughs> the day after the break. Now, do you think yeah, William uh, Carlson had to sleep on the couch with his new? Do you, um, do you think like just they're in that position as far as the draft goes with the thirty-second pick? You won the cup. We can take a stretch on a guy here, and they go after David Edstrom from Sweden. Yeah, who I don't think really a lot of people had him going no. in the first round, anywhere in the first round, and it were they just like whatever we're playing with well, house money. And the draft coverage, if you noticed, was so bad; it was such garbage that they were like mm-hmm. they had their their eyes on this guy all. Along. Yeah, I'm like no, really? Come on, I man! Don't know about Are that. you where's the where's the punchline here? I mean, that was pretty <laughs> yeah. bad. I wanted personally, I wanted Oliver Bonk because his dad Radic yeah. Bonk had played here. Uh, for the the team here, the Thunder here in Vegas, uh, back in the IHL days, and I thought that would have been a cool connection. But mm-hmm. uh, he went to Philly, I think, right? Much uh, earlier, I think so. so yes. Yeah, he left. Yeah. He was gone. Like he was I early. Think, yeah, much much sooner than they anticipated. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be a late first rounder, but yeah, they just finished up the development camp, and you know, a lot of the younger players were here, and hopefully. Um, they can develop a player for once. That would be <laughs> kind of nice. What? What is, yeah. is that word in Vegas? See, land? And that was that was my <laughs> that was going to be my question. Was now that you've cemented yourself as a Stanley Cup champion, when do you start seeing the fruits of your labor when it comes to development of players in the minor leagues? Because when it comes to the AHL, you know that there are prospects down there, and with the deals that you've been making. And we've talked about LTIR. You know, there's prospects down there. When do you finally see homegrown talent coming out of VGK? Well, so they just, you know, Manny Viveros was the coach. They parted ways with him. And now Ryan Craig, who was an assistant coach, who I call him like uh, the pit boss's son here in Vegas, because like 
the pit boss like hires his buddies, his friends, his family, like everyone. So Kelly McCrimmon did that with uh, Ryan Craig. And when Bruce Cassidy arrived here, they go, oh, you've got a gift here. You have to take like Ryan Craig. And uh, and so and Misha Donskov, two, two assistant coaches. So Craig gets the AHL job. And so he now is familiar after one season, all kidding aside, with Bruce Cassidy's system. And I think that they really need to work on that system with the AHL team. You, they just There was a major disconnect in the past. They weren't running the same types of uh, everything. Um, and so, yeah, I think that they really do need to come back now and get it much tighter between the two organizations. And I think Craig is good. Um, and I think he's going to be a good bridge guy. And Cassidy knew nothing about anyone in the AHL. Um, you know, he just, it was kind of funny last year, this past season. So like, yeah, I just asked him like, who's playing well? Like, okay, great. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so, you know, any team that comes off of a Stanley cup championship, your expectation, unless there's just some catastrophic fire sale, uh, you're going into the next year thinking like, yeah, we could do it again. I'm assuming that is the expectation for Vegas. Yeah, it is, of course. But, you know, and like there's some players getting older. They did play for themselves. I mean, I was just talking on our podcast about all those block shots that this team had, and they did a tremendous job. It's got to have some wear and tear on you, right? Hmm. And yeah. they seem to believe that uh, Yuri Patera is the other guy in the goal. That's what Cassidy called him, the other guy starting tonight. <laughs> Uh, didn't know any of those guys. Yuri so Patera funny. is like your third string goalie. And then you've got Thompson and then you have Aiden Hill. And so those three, I don't feel comfortable. I mean, I said this last year, I don't feel comfortable about the goaltending situation. No. And then yeah. Hill just comes out of the blue and just starts playing just unbelievably in net. And so to me, I think they say that it's Cassidy's system that, that works and benefits the goalies, but I still can see a time and a point where the dam breaks, like, you know, where right. uh, the goalies, like they didn't have to fake. They had injuries. We had a goalie uh, carousel this past year, but everyone seemed to step up when they got a net because the defense played much better. I'm more concerned to think about the defense and like an Alec Martinez getting older, uh, Petrangelo sometimes is hit and miss and it makes some bonehead plays and hits the puck over the glass for delayed games when he shouldn't, like a veteran. Yeah. Where are we? What was the question again? <laughs> Just what the expectation is. But, you know, yeah, the expectation is to win here. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm so curious about this upcoming season. Yeah. But, well, and then the like, schedule was rigged this past year. It was rigged. Yeah. Explain that because you, like, I love like your social media because, like, it's it's it, it's almost like the the fans and you have like this like fun back and forth, but I think there's some that that maybe like don't like you because you're, oh, they you, hate you, me. You, you talk <laughs> I about thought, I never thought I'd be the polarizing guy. Okay, yeah. So but, I but remember what, what is this rig thing that you were talking okay, about? Okay, so I remember when the Avalanche had what three consecutive back to backs. Yeah, Bednar was so upset about that. Yeah. The VGK had eight back to backs. And I'll never forget Alec Martinez complaining where they came out of the all-star break. Oh, this is such a tough back-to-back. They played stinking the L.A. Kings and then slept in a bed in Anaheim an hour and a half later, yeah. right? And they don't have to travel, get on a plane. 
And that's their tough back-to-back. That one just broke my heart. (laughs) And then they would play a lot of these teams. I'm telling you, go back and look at the schedule. They would play teams uh, that were coming in on a back-to-back, but they would play the second leg. So let's say, for instance, Colorado played the night there in Denver the night before. Mm -hmm. And then they had to come to Vegas to play the back end. No, I want to see these teams start on the front end. Mm-hmm. They should play their back-to-backs, play Vegas first. And then they started to route teams through Arizona. I mean, they don't even have an arena. And then, like, what, and it was ridiculous. So right. teams would come from Arizona to here, and you know, for their back-to-backs. And then a ton of teams played three games in four nights. If you go back and look at the schedule – I'm telling you, they wanted Vegas to win. I said this from the outset of last season. I'm not just yeah. making up stuff. Hey, I, there's the a lot Devils of people. got 16 stinking back-to-backs this season. The wow. Stanley Cup champions have 11. There's yeah. something wrong with this picture. Oh, we were out in the West by ourselves. Shut up. It's like There, there is a lot of hockey fans who are, are saying, like, he's making a lot of sense right now because th- th- everybody feels like this is Bettman's team and he wanted this to happen. He wanted this to happen. There's I'm no doubt. Going. There's absolutely no doubt. I would go and check on his futures bet. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Um, I Real quick, just kind of like wrap things up. Like you mentioned the, the goalie situation. That was the big sticking point for the – the Golden Knights going into the season, and now they give Hill this pretty nice contract. But is it is it not enough of a sample size to really know oh, if he man. can continue that? Like, Great I, question. I, you see this in sports all the time. A guy guy plays well for half a year, and they give him a hundred million dollars. And Jordan yeah, Bennington, Jordan <laughs> Bennington, right? Exactly, so, and and that is a great concern. And he played uh, the Golden Knights within a year's time were the third team for Aiden Hill. Can you say journeyman? Mm. He goes from Arizona to San Jose to here. And then he finally plays well. I know that he was in the doghouse for a while with Cassidy. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of our insiders had spoken uh, to him, and he was in the the doghouse. For some reason, Cassidy just did not like him early on. And at times, he would just say, the goalie needed to make one more save tonight. He wouldn't even mention it by name. Oh, my God. So he probably didn't know his name, right? Yeah, (laughs) he might not have known his name. He's no Yeri Patera, the other guy. So now on the podcast, I've got Chris Golick, and I'm the other guy. You're the other guy? (laughs) Yeah, that's how we're working it out. But between those two goalies, Chris and I were talking on our Locked On Vegas Golden Knights podcast, by the way. Uh, We Mm -hmm. were just talking about – the total number of starts needs to total like 60, 65 for those two goalies mm-hmm. this upcoming season. And that's a heavy workload for two. It's two unknowns. They haven't gotten yeah. that far, play that many games for any team. So it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, if they could get 30 plus starts a piece, then maybe Patera, the other guy comes in. I don't know. We still think that they need a proven NHL goalie as uh, their third stringer. And I'm just, again, I was unsure about it last season. Oh, yeah. By the way, who's that Robin Leonard guy? We don't know what they're going to do with him. Yeah. Put him on LTIR, send him back to the snake farm. I don't know what they're going to do. Wow. Well. Well, it's uh, I mean, I, I, the, the questions remain for so many teams and Vegas is not immune to them, obviously. You know, they, they want a cup. But yeah, there's still some questions going into next year. Obviously, they're gonna have a good team. I think we can all agree on that. They're gonna have a good team and they'll be obviously competitive, but uh, it'll be fun. So 
Tony, uh, appreciate you doing this. Uh, we, we love I having you, you enjoyed on. my positivity today. I love it. I absolutely love it. Because, uh, because you know, our everydayers know that I'm not too fond of how Vegas does business. Nothing against the players. Uh, just the front office. Uh, I just feel like it's a little bit shady. It's a little shady. I, I love how you host the Daily Show and, and you kind of uh, I call feel it the down same the middle. way. Yeah, yeah. I, call it, yeah. I call it as I see it. You know, and George McPhee's calling himself a made man. And what? Oh, man. He's watching too no. many mob movies. He's seen Casino <laughs> about 20 times too many. However, I do. I, I still want one of those gold figurines that you were telling me about. Those of, things of are garbage. <laughs> Bruce Cassidy arrives in Vegas. They go, hey, oh, we're man. giving away one of your gold busts. Yeah. He's like, what? What are you what talking about? It didn't even here? look like him either. I, yeah. They got them at some flea market. I don't know. Oh, man, that's so Hey, funny. how many – do you know how many – I got a quick question for you yep. guys before we depart, of course. Yeah. I want to know how many championship rings do you think they had to purchase for the Avalanche last season? You know what, man? I, I don't know what the, the final uh, number is. Do you know is, how much they but, spent? Uh, I didn't hear – no, I don't. So, but, so but, Bill Foley told Mark Stone they were both inebriated on the bus – and uh, during the parade, he told Stone, I've got a budget of, what do you need, 500, 600,000 to get rings? And so now Mark Stone, who I call now Mark Gemstone, because he's going to go yeah. pick out the rings. Oh, wow. This is like so bizarre. I mean, like, why would you have one of your players picking out rings? I, yeah. And then don't you have to buy maybe 80, 90, 100 Yeah, I don't think people yeah. realize, like, it's not just for the players. They're, they're like, there's so many people behind the scenes that get rings. All the scouts so, get a ring, right? They, All the oh, front office people. Everybody in the office gets some. Like, the, the social media manager gets one. Like, there, right. there's so many people within the... the and they're going to be $5,000 rings? I, that's not, like, no, a championship they're going to be way ring. more than that. They're going to be way more than that. They're, they're spending millions of dollars on rings total. Correct. Millions, yes. He, and he acted like, oh, yeah. I told him, I'll do them 500, 600,000. Yeah. Per okay, ring? Great. See how far ring. that goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, but I do like those reveals. I am interested to see what Vegas comes up with. I'm sure. Oh, boy, are we looking forward see. to this one? If Mark It'll... Stone's designing it, he's never designed a ring in his life. <laughs> this is going to be brilliant. <laughs> it will be glitzy for sure. So, <laughs> all right, Tony. Uh, I would get like one of those. I would yeah. make it like in the same kind of formation as the sphere. That would be my championship Ooh, ring. There you go. Like a mood mm, ring sort there, of thing. <laughs> well, that's about all you can buy. That's about I all you can it. buy wow. for that budget. Yeah. You have a lot to work with in Vegas. You know what I mean? In terms of what you can incorporate into that thing. Like that's going to be special. I think it's going to be a nice one. Let's hope. Let's hope. Where can people find you, Mr. Cordasco, if they want to find right you? Right here at home. Oh, uh, <laughs> at on VGK, of course, on Twitter. Yep. I am at Tony Dasco. At TD Chris G, Chris Golick is my co-host, who is a season ticket holder. And at times I get him to come over to the dark side with me. Yeah. Uh, and check us out daily, of course, Lockdown Golden Knights, and subscribe awesome. on the YouTube channel. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, you guys are awesome, man. It's great to see you. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll do this As again always. before the season starts or Anytime. shortly after, because we have some preseason games against Vegas. And then uh, I think early in the season they play. I don't remember. Do they, Kyle? I, don't know. I believe they do. I believe. Yeah, I believe they start they, early in the season with yeah, Vegas, and there's some. They do have a couple. Of the front end of a back to back, I think, early in the season here. So okay. the Colorado Avalanche play here, and then the Golden Knights have to 
Oh man, what a long road trip to LA. That's just, <laughs> oh man, well, that's going to take it all out of them. Love it. All right, guys. Uh, thank it's you for so tuning rigged. in. It's <laughs> like the show that you guys have going on. It's rigged. It's, it's totally absolutely rigged. rigged. Totally rigged. Thanks for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom and Mr. Tony Cordasco of Locked On VGK. I'm Chris Maselli. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll see you guys next week.